Welcome to the Strap Show. The Strap Show. <laughs> Blake and Luke here today. We're going to be, uh, we're doing a very special episode for you today for all you maggots out there. Um, we've got a special surprise for you today. We're going to be talking about our top five <laughs> Slipknot songs. You got it, Rylan. You got the spirit of Corey Taylor in you. He screams. Yes, she does. And I know we're a couple weeks late. The album came out, what was it, last week or something like we that? We are not your kind. So I know we're a little late to get this out, and it's probably going to get lost in the slew of other Slipknot podcasts that have been made. And I know you, all of you out there are probably th- going to be thinking by the end of this podcast, but wait, what does Corey think? But hey, we're <laughs> going to do it anyways. We're going to do it anyways, because we're maggots as well, so we are going to talk about our top five Slipknot songs, and um, I think I'll go first again this time. I think I, I think Blake always brings a nice twist to go second. It's always good to have oh, you here, right, so um, I have a Kick feeling a that there could be a couple <laughs> Kick a shot. Um, I have a feeling that we might have one or two songs, possibly, that overlap on this. Probably there's pro- there's one I'm thinking of that very well could be in our and I feel bad because I I really don't want to steal thunder but I think it's bound to happen sometimes with these mm-hmm. things so I'll start off with my it's number five to note that you're probably wondering but why don't you guys just discuss this beforehand so that you don't run into this issue but we kind of like the mystery it's fun like, the mystery for us we're doing this for us not for you guys no, but we appreciate you guys there <laughs> well, we appreciate yeah. donations <laughs> if you want to donate my bank account is- my bank account is um okay so number five um for me favorite is uh i doubt this will overlap with you but is the song iowa from iowa okay there's something there is a darkness and almost a halloween kind of feel to that song it's a guy who's you know digging up the dead body is it a girlfriend is it a friend it's a very dark scene painted in my mind when i listen to it and he talks about your eyes being filled with bees and and like just really crazy alliteration and stuff that just it's such a Halloween song and a feel, and that wind and the screaming that starts off the song. It's a, it's a perfect atmosphere, and every October 31st, I listen to it because it puts me in the mood for, for Halloween and just this darkness, and Iowa captures it. It's a 14-minute song, but there's no rush. That's what I love about it. It's not a rushed song. It's not, too, it's not to the point. They, they take their time building it up and creating this really big sound eventually. But anyways, number five, Iowa for me. And believe it or not, my number five also comes off the album. Oh, <laughs> how about that? But it is Heretic Anthem. Yes. And that is just, you know, kind of has a slower build. But, but man, that is just a head-banging song. It comes on and, and it just gets you going, you know, gets the adrenaline flowing and you just can't help but... Headbang along, I mean, obviously most people aren't going to be able to scream along with it, but just a solid, heavy, good track. And, and, and you know, a lot of people misconstrue the lyrics as, like, trying to be satanic or, or be, because of the reference of 666, they, they, you know, I think that song kind of got them labeled as, you know, maybe Devil Worshippers or something like that. But... Actually, and this is one of the things I love about the song is what the song actually means. Is basically what they're saying is, 
when they say if you're five five five, then I'm six six six. What they're meaning by that is that not not anything religious at all. What they mean by it is that they're gonna be them regardless of what the world's saying, regardless out. of what's cool and and popular. They're basically saying, hey, if our favorite color is blue, but the world's wearing red, we're still gonna wear blue. We're gonna be us. We don't care. We're not going to be what the world tells us to be. We're going to be what we, we want to be. And so much of that I relate to so much. But it's basically a metaphor for that when they say, you know, if I'm 555, five, five, if you're 555, five, five, then I'm 666. Six. And, 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 you know, good message. And again, it's proof as to why I stress so much that people should invest the time into learning what it is they're listening to. Because all too often, Songs don't mean what the world thinks they mean. It's just the world thinks that's who everyone says that, but all too often they mean something different. So, so take the time to investigate and learn what it is you're actually listening to. There's a whole story behind, um, behind the album Iowa, and Iowa is actually my favorite album of Slipknot as a whole because it's a great life lesson. After their first album came out, the record company was pressuring them to make more hits. We need more singles. We need more stuff that you can play on metal radio. They basically said F you and created an album that had basically no material that could really be a, a standout single. Although all the songs are great and they're so fast and furious and heavy, the Heretic Anthem was the closest they got to a single off of that. And it may have been the exactly. single off of it. But ironically, the way I interpreted that line, the 555, I'm 666, in a lot of movies, when they're talking about uh, phone numbers and general phone numbers, they use 555, which is a very which is a very Hollywood kind of thing. So the numbers 555, it's very Hollywood, it's glam, it's a reference to Hollywood, but they're going to play devil's advocate, 666, and they're not going to be that way. They're not going to give in to the glam. They're not going to give in to the corporate world of needing the singles. So if the singles are 555, they're going to play the devil and be 666. And that's what mm-hmm. that's how I interpreted that line. Um, but again, fantastic and song. that's pretty much along the lines uh, of the interview I, I read it for discussing that, is that's basically it. They're, they're not going to do what they're told to just because they're told, hey, the world says this is popular. You, you have to do this. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to be that opposite. They're not going to be the Hollywood glamour. They're going to be, hey, we're going to be us regardless. Then all of a sudden they had an even stronger following because they, they stayed true to themselves, exactly. which was huge. That's a big lesson for everyone. Um, my number four, and this is the one that I'm worried that I might be stepping on the, on something. But if not, that's great. And I apologize ahead of time if this is. And I hope it's not your number one because I'm going to feel really bad if it is. But my number four is Snuff. And uh, <laughs> um, so what a beautiful song. It, it sounds like it is on Blake's list somewhere. So I'll and, just I'll and, cover it. And briefly. that's OK. We'll just get it out now. I mean, if you guys have listened to our, 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 our other stuff, you may have noticed this happens sometimes. This happens a lot. And so we'll, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and get it out now. And then in fact, then, on our Bad Religion one, we had the same number one favorite mm-hmm, song from mm-hmm. then. So um, and, and, and if you heard our bullet one. You know, I gave Luke's beforehand, so we just did mine as number one. So it gives Luke that opportunity to to take the number one spotlight and talk about that. Yeah. So we'll we'll get snuff out of the way now. But that is my number one for those of you listening. Woo! Look at that. <laughs> 
Um, so what I love about Snuff, first of all, it's a, it's a gorgeous song. It's a great, it's a simple chord progression. It's mostly two chords throughout all the verse. And, um, and the lyrical content's really good too. And I'll, I'll let Blake get a little bit more into the lyrical content and what, what he's covering. But as far as musically, there are some nice touches in this song that I don't know the name of their DJ guy, but the DJ guy even puts in Sid some Wilson. nice, what's his name? Sid Wilson. Sid Wilson puts in some nice touches of sound. Um, when he says, I still press your letter to my lips, there's a really gentle and subtle sound that's put through the DJ, which is really nice. That's one example of the subtleties and intricacies of this song. That's why it's such a great Slipknot song. So anyways, my number four is Snuff. And, we'll and, let... and as we said, I'm going to go ahead and touch on that, even though that's my number one. Yeah. But um, again, a solid song, in my opinion, one of the greatest things Corey Taylor has ever been a part of writing. <laughs> Just fantastic. Um, and I singled out Corey Taylor there because obviously he's got Stone Cell and all these other ones that the world knows and talks about. But um, the whole band as a whole is is fantastic. And, and a big departure from what people are used to because people aren't usually used to Slipknot having these general you know, soft, slow songs with acoustic, but they come in here. I mean, they had Vermilion Part 2 and, 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 you know, a few others, but... A solid effort, just, just a beautiful song. I, I, I mean, if you pay attention to what he's singing, he's obviously singing more akin to a relationship, but unfortunately around this time, Paul Gray unfortunately had kind of his, his passing, and the song ended up kind of being more akin to that, but the song was actually written before Paul Gray's passing. It's just the emotion behind it comes from Paul Gray's passing. Um, and and so again, there's that. Now we are on our number four, I believe. So it is my turn to get my number four. Oh, it's time for your number four. And my number four. Sorry, everyone. I'm taking care of baby right now. That's why I'm running around. <laughs> and my number four actually goes to Wait and Bleed mm. off of their their debut. Nice. Just just a solid, fantastic track. It's some um, of my favorite screaming that he does it's so raw and, and it's just it, it's just you know what's the start of it all before they had been doing this for years and worn down by years of doing it and, and, and it's just again a song that really just makes you want to headbang to it and really just makes you want to just a solid I, I mean I can't say enough about it it's a mm. good song it's so good man we're it's gonna so kick good. it over to Luke now for his number three my number three um, is psychosocial. I love the breakdown in this song, and obviously this is arguably their biggest song. Um, <laughs> it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Great rhythms. I like the guitar solos. I love the screaming. I love that hilarious Justin Nash Bieber. Matches perfectly ring. with the slew of other other songs out there. Yeah, I was going to say, it matches perfectly with that hilarious Justin Bieber mix that someone made. <laughs> or that uh, disco version. Or the disco version. It's, it's great. It's iconic, and, and it deserves the praise that it gets. It's so well written. So my number three is Psychosocial. And if you're looking for a little humor from Psychosocial, type in Slipknot Shreds, and, <laughs> and you, you won't be disappointed. Oh, you're going to love it. That's all I'm going to say on that, but you won't be disappointed. Please do it, yeah. Okay, uh, I believe we're going to hop it over to me now for my number, we're on our number three, correct? Mm-hmm. And my number three, actually, believe it or not, surprisingly enough, is XIX, the 
intro song on chapter five. Did that make yours? Almost. There was okay. another one off that album okay. that made my number two. From from the great chapter. A solid phenomenal. Hello, you. That's <laughs> the baby there. A solid phenomenal song. I, I, I mean, you listen to the song, you know what he's singing about there. He's singing about Paul Gray's passing. And just, you, you can't help but feel what he's feeling, if only for a moment while listening to that song. And it's just phenomenal, it's emotional, and it's just excellent. Absolutely. And that's funny. That segues perfectly, perfectly, as your song does, into my number two song, which is Sarcastrophe. Track two off the gray chapter. That's funny. We did not plan that because those songs go one right into the other. I love Sarcastrophe. It's, I love the way his vocals sound on it. This was the first slip, Slipknot song. No, that's not true. XIX into Sarcastrophe were the first two Slipknot songs we heard live. They opened with those two songs when we went and saw them in 2016 or 15. Uh, that might have been whenever the Summer's Last Stand tour was. If you guys went to that, yeah. you'll know. What we're when they opened about. with that and they had the, you know, the ram horns, their amazing stage, mm-hmm. and we were we were so thirsty, we were willing to pay five bucks for a We had water. just gotten done being brutalized by Lamb of God. And so, so we then were we were pretty, standing on the back. We were four bit, rows from, or was it three rows from the front of Lamb of God, so... You can imagine we were pretty drenched in sweat. It was when they it was when they started into sarcastrophy that I became converted to Slipknot. That was the moment where I was like, okay, these guys aren't just a well-known metal band; they're my well-known metal band now. I love them. Like I, that was where I was converted. So sarcastrophy is very big in, in my heart. So, anyways, that was my number two. Um, I guess we were jump to honorable mentions since we've uh, since I kind of stole your. I oh, your number, number two. two yeah. I'm sorry. Let's do your number That's two. Right. I was getting ahead of I was getting ahead of things there. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and go into my number two here, which is the Devil and I, mm. off of again chapter five, the great chapter. I thought about that one. I that thought about it. That is just a fantastic song. And what I love the most about this song is the lyrical content. Just these po- poetic lyrics, and, and I mean, they're just kind of something you can relate to, or, or, you know. When he comes in with the whole, undo these chains, my friend, I'll show you the rage I've hidden. I, I mean, just, just lyrically, it's deep and gets you thinking, and and just goes, I, I mean, it's a, a heavy song, but not just heavy in the music. It's like heavy in content and feeling, and it just gets you. Oh, it's so good. And, it it's so good and the and video is grisly too yeah, it's got yeah. a really raw video to mm-hmm. it um, I love the Grey Chapter I maybe we should do one where we rank Slipknot albums but I know we've done that not on a podcast yeah. before but um, alright so before I say my number one since I stole Blake's thunder today um, let's let's go ahead and do our uh, honorable mentions and who wants to kick this off I think we'll just bounce these back and um, forth I just gave my number two, so go ahead and kick us off. Okay, I have to mention Disaster Piece off Iowa. I love that song. It's definitely worth a mention. How about you, Blake? Definitely. Uh, um, you know, it's a solid song. Um, let's see, what do I want to give us my first? Um, I'm going to give a shout-out to some to a, to a newer one that sounds like it could have come right off of uh, Iowa, and that's All Out Life. Fantastic song. Just, you know, they came off of... That's all right. That's all right. 
solid song, solid track. You know, I can't say enough about it. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and give us a... I wasn't going to say anything at all, actually, but... Um, another honorable mention for me is Gematria, the killing name. Gematria, and we were name. just talking about this. I may not even be saying it right, but... I don't know. That is a song that, that does not get any credit for how no, good it is. It was really. such a forgotten song, but it's one of my favorites. It was so well-written and, and so heavy and... <clears throat> it's it's everything it encapsulates Slipknot, so I had to and mention. And one that. more honorable mention, at least uh, that I'd like to give here, is again a newer one, Unsainted. Fantastic track, obviously yeah. a little not as. I mean, it's still heavy compared to a lot of the rock that's out there, but compared to a lot of the Slipknot that's out there, it's definitely on the not as heavy side. It kind of has the fantastic quote-unquote radio friendliness that you would hear. I mean, but that doesn't make it a bad song. Without trying to be radio friendly. No, they weren't trying, but it has the most radio appeal off that. Yeah, exactly. But I love it. Um, Another one off that album, off We Are Not Your Kind, that I love is Nero Forte. I love that song. That one, that definitely has to be mentioned. It's probably my current favorite off that album. And a beautiful song, great song. Yeah, oh my gosh. Love that one. And let's just take a second to discuss this, since obviously the new album just came out before we get into Luke's number one. Let's just talk about this new album for a second, if that's okay. Yes. The new album was different. Very different from what we would expect from Slipknot. But still a good, solid body of work. I do have to say that. While being different, still a good, solid body of work. And there's a lot there to, to dissect. Whether you're a diehard fan since day one, you know, maggot since day one, or you're just now getting onto the Slipknot train. So like speak, I did four years ago. So to speak. Yeah. There's a lot to, uh, to dissect there, no matter how much you've been listening to Slipknot. So I give them props for that. For creativity absolutely i i loved it i loved it and it'll be hard to place i'm i can't figure out where to place it if i'm ranking my favorite exactly albums, so i've I'm still got a couple more out. listens of it before i can truly formulate truly place my it opinion. yeah um all right so it's time for my number one um but uh let's go ahead and um i feel like since I already stole your thunder, we should get your take on Snuff, or did we already do that? Did we already... Oh, yeah, I gave my take on Snuff. Okay, okay, so I'll cut that. <laughs> All right, so it's time for my number one, which was mentioned briefly in the honorable mentions, All Out Life. It was not on an album, a single, but my goodness, this is the coolest song that Slipknot has ever made, in my opinion. I love, my favorite part of the whole song is the second verse, oddly enough. When, when he breaks into his growling mm-hmm. and they go into that halftime feel, it's like, and then it goes, and gets big again mm-hmm. halfway through the second verse. That's the coolest. It's the coolest thing ever. I love that song. And one of the things I love about this song, and maybe this isn't necessarily true, but this is kind of something I kind of got from, from it is, I kind of think a lot of people, because you listen to, to, to the first couple of Slipknot albums, they were mostly screaming, and then they started incorporating a lot more clean vocals. And went and, and I think a certain portion of people started getting this impression of, hey, maybe Corey doesn't have the screaming anymore. Maybe it's just Harnum or, or, or whatever. But then they come in with All Out Life, and Corey and the gang proved that they can still go heavy. They can still go at it. They... They still know how, 
how to do it. They're not too old to the point where their bodies won't won't let them. I, I mean, I just oh, give man. them props it because was such a great state. Just in just a return to the insanity that is the old Slipknot versus the new stuff, which is still a lot heavy. Heavier than most stuff you're gonna hear. So. And I understand why. I understand why they didn't add this one to the album, but I almost wish they would have just included mm-hmm. it on "We Are Not Your Kind" because uh, it's oh, it's so good. Anyways, this has been a fun trip down the Slipknot Road, talking about our favorite songs from one of our favorite bands. Um, Blake, thank you for joining me today. This was thank a lot of fun. Me. All right, maggots. Hopefully, we'll see you next time. And uh, catch you later, maggots. Catch you later, maggots. Thank you, Corey. <laughs>